listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, where women who are ready to expand their life adventure discover the tools to stop playing small and tap into the courage required to enjoy their Second Wind. Welcome. Good morning. It's great to have you here. You know, I wanted to talk to you about something. It's my own experience, but it also stepped me into the importance of taking action. You know, we many times we think about things over and over and over before we actually do them. And so one of them, a good example would be about exercising more. We think about exercising and we say, oh, we'll, we're going to start that Monday. But we put it off, and then we put it off. And then we get that old determination, and we do take that walk. And we're amazed at how happy we feel after that walk. One, because we just feel better. We've awakened our body, and our brain gets the nourishment that it needs from walking. Yes, yes. So we are so proud of ourselves Because we have accomplished something that we know is good for us, and it can really change, make a difference if we continue this. So it's all about taking the action. And it seems to be a challenge for some of us, and I will admit I'm one of those. But when I really want to do it, then I will do it. So it's that sometimes should be doing it, better for your health doing it, that it takes us slower times to get into the take action mode. But today, I really do encourage you to take action and do something you've been putting off for a long time. Could be take a drop with your loved one or just by yourself. Could be call a friend, support a friend that you've been putting off for a long time. Start a course of something you're really interested in or read a book or do a project around the house you've been putting off forever. It'll make you feel so much better. You'll find a new confidence about you appearing as you go through your day. So anyway, I encourage you to take that step. That's your thought for the week that you might start thinking about today. Now, our guest today is a fascinating woman. She loves to help women connect to the truth in their hearts and in the wisdom of their bodies so that they can gain the clarity and the courage to do what they love instead of what Others expect them to do. Now, Julie has lived the life her mother raised her to live. As a successful woman in a man's world, despite being a managing director at a top New York advertising agency, she often felt unfulfilled and uninspired. But she was so busy being who she thought she was supposed to be that she had no idea who she really was, or what else she wanted to do. That sounds really, really familiar. And I bet I'm talking up there to somebody that's heard this before and is living it. 
So Julie Wood, through her journey of self-discovery, became clear that she's here to lead other women in channeling their energy into what truly brings them alive. Now, Julie lives in Taos, New Mexico these days with her husband, and she has a fascinating story that she's going to tell us about how she got there. And it's, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. But she, all, her interests are singing, hiking, discovering, discovering local wildlife in the backyard, which in Taos, New Mexico, has to be interesting. And the wildlife is coyotes, quails, rattlesnakes, hummingbirds, love hummingbirds, and tarantulas. So this very unusual woman has lived her life in Brazil for four years with her first husband, and she's fluent in Portuguese and loves Brazilian food and music. But most of all, she loves to travel. So welcome, Julie. I'm excited. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Joyce. Well, you know, I found it very fascinating just to hear your story about how you got to where you were. You know, we all have those moments in our lives when, tell us about, well, let's just tell us about your job, how you loved your job, and then it turned out to be not what you thought. <laughs> yeah, so... um yeah, so I went into advertising shortly after college, and you know there were things I loved about advertising: the creative vibe, the teamwork, uh, constantly learning new things. I got to work on all sorts of different international businesses, like Frito Lay and Marriott hotels, mm-hmm. and you know it felt kind of fun to go traveling and and live that corporate lifestyle. But but for me. You know, my heart was never fully in it. Mm-hmm. I I never really, really cared if my clients made a lot of money, if we sold a billion dollars in Cheetos in any given year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that just really started to drain on me after 18 years. Yeah. I can, you know, to me, looking at that, all my corporate work was in the state. So I always thought that traveling the world would just be awesome. You know, the experiences yeah. that you would get. So even with all the excitement, there was something that wasn't fulfilling you. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. 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 And there just, there came a point when, you know, I was senior enough. I was a managing director at this agency in New York and my boss had retired and a new boss came in and I could really see the writing on the wall that my days there were numbered. But I just, Mm. I just hit this point where I couldn't keep doing something I really didn't love and the idea of getting another job in advertising, it, I just couldn't do it. Mm, yeah. So you made a decision. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> yeah, as it turns out right at that time. Um, so I, as you said, I was divorced and I was single in New York for a decade. Um, and dating in New York is not always a lot of fun, but, yeah. um, a friend set me up with a guy and we really clicked And it was on our fourth date that I said to him, you know, I just, I need to change my life and I'm not sure what my next step is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And his response was, 
why don't you quit your job and sell your apartment and travel the world? And I know someone who'd go with you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, we'd known each other two weeks, but my heart was just such a yes to that. And that's what we did. Three months later, I'd quit my job. I'd, I'd sold my apartment. And uh, we literally drove off into the sunset in his Jeep. And wow. it, it turned into this five-year journey around the world, through wow. South America, Africa, and Europe. Yeah, 69 countries. It was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. This is the <laughs> dream of all dreams. I mean, first, the man, in two weeks, you found this this really connected. That's a gift right there. And and then to travel and you both had the same dream because he must have been in a place as well that he could travel. Exactly. Yeah. He just yeah. Uh, closed his, his construction company. His dad had retired. So, um, and neither one of us had kids. And at that point, yeah. So we just had a lot of freedom and we, we just headed off to see what we could learn about the world and ourselves. Mm. So tell us one of the experiences you had. Now, the countries that you went to, that you spent time, how would you, uh, how would you structure that? Where'd you start? Let's do it well, that way. <laughs> we just, we started by driving across the U.S. and visiting people we knew. We actually drove through, through Taos and New Mexico way in the beginning. We had no idea mm -hmm. then that we'd end up here. And we kind of would just talk to people and get recommendations and kind of check in and feel what felt good to go to next and just kind mm -hmm. of kept going and going. Yeah. Yeah. So then you decided you've conquered the U.S. So now where do we jump off? So we drove uh, down Baja, California, Mexico and across Mexico through Central America. And then we, we shipped our Jeep into from Panama to Colombia, went through South America, and once we finished that, we kept going and shipped from Argentina to South Africa. So it was kind of like a, along the way as we were hopping continents, we'd check in and decided we wanted to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well, how long does it take to ship a car? Seems well, like you'd be ready to go before the car got there. Yeah. So you just fly and then you wait for your car to arrive. <laughs> <laughs> So you stay in one place for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So what did you learn from visiting all of these countries? Yeah, so, you know, we always, it sounds so simplistic, but the main takeaway is the world is beautiful, the world is safe, and there are amazing people wherever you go. We just had so many good experiences, and including, and especially in places that you would never expect, like Colombia or Zimbabwe or Sudan, these places that have been through a lot of um, upheaval. Mm -hmm. The people were so wonderful. So that was kind of the big takeaway about the world. And then, you know, for myself, for my own inner journey, mm -hmm. And that was a lot of the intention was to, you know, to, to really get in touch with the truth of who I was. And um, yeah. looking back, the the peak moment for me was um, we were uh, at a retreat center in South America that friends were running, and mm -hmm. I was actually um, volunteering there and supporting the guests. And my friends invited me to sing in this retreat one evening, which 
was so scary to me. I had never in my life sung a solo, much less in front of like 50 or 60 people. Oh oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, yeah, my heart was pounding, but it was just something I I knew I wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. I remember going up in the front and sitting down and uh, starting to sing. And, you know, the sound was barely coming out. I was so nervous. Yeah. And and, and then I, I felt this hand on my back right behind my heart. It was my friend who was running the retreat. And with that energy, she just really helped me drop into my heart and sing from that place and fill the space with so much love. It just felt so good to me and everyone there that that everyone burst into applause at the end. And so many people came up to me and said how touched they were. And um, it was really in that moment, looking back, that I discovered the power of my love, the power in my heart, the power of my expression, and and also the power of a, of a sister lifting me up, you know, yeah. the power of sisterhood. And 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 it was kind of from then on that I got clear, you know, that that I'm I'm here to support other women to to connect to that power in themselves and to follow that that truth in their hearts. Yeah. Yeah. I- I kind of want to replay this because I'm a frustrated singer myself. Mm. And I know that when I had an experience where I stood up and my voice was going nowhere and everywhere at the same time, (laughs) and it didn't sound pretty at all. And so uh, how, when that friend touched your heart, Mm. did you get volume? Did you get tone? Can you describe it to us? Yeah. So, yeah, I think the big, big shift was that suddenly it stopped being about me and it, and it started being about giving to the Mm -hmm. space. Mm -hmm. And just with that, that energetic shift, I, I found the volume and I found the the love in it and the enjoyment in it. Awesome. That's a wonderful story. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh gosh. So, <laughs> so that was your big moment as far as a big step of growth, of moving forward. Um, you have spent so much time in so many countries. Um, what is a couple things that you you did share with us the warmth, but did you find the warmth in countries that have gone through a lot of strife? Is that the the secret to some of the the tenderness and kindness of the country? Well, I think so. There's you know there's places that just tend to get a little bit overrun with tourism, so yeah. the the locals are sort of looking at you as a dollar instead of as a human and these places where there's less visitors they tend to be pretty excited to show you their country um and so and i think that's that's a lot of it and then they've been through these hardships so it's like you know albania Mm -hmm. was another one that comes to Mm -hmm. mind but these countries you wouldn't think of visiting um it feels like people learn what's what's important, right? After they go through a hardship. And so I just felt like those countries were just more connected to their hearts. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a story of somebody that you visited with in one of those countries that you think of that comes up? Yeah. Well, 
You know, I just, I love the story of Sudan because when we, when we hear about Sudan, we hear about Darfur and, and all the strife there and it's a Muslim mm -hmm. country and it's on, you know, the list of terrorist states. And, mm -hmm. you know, we'd, we'd heard inklings before we even got there from other travelers about how wonderful the people are. I mean, I don't think we ever paid for a cup of tea. People would invite us to have tea that like sidewalk tea stands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and our, our car broke down there. And, and just <laughs> the way that people helped us there, mm -hmm. um, you know, like literally called a mechanic who we'd already worked with and he was there in 15 minutes um, mm -hmm. to help us. And while we were waiting, this gentleman had like come out of his house I mean, there's these two strangers on his street under a car. Or I wasn't under the car. My husband was. And he, <laughs> he came and brought us juice in the 115-degree heat. And, how you know, nice. How many people would do that for a foreigner yeah. who's, like, on right. their And so it was just these little acts of kindness that, that we kept encountering in Sudan. And, and who would have thought? Mm -hmm. And I just left with such an amazing impression of that country. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have occasion to be with the women there and in groups? Well, yeah, uh, like that was so, well, I you know, the, the one, I'll just share the one group of women that, that mm -hmm. we were actually seeking out was um, there's this group of, of 13 indigenous grandmothers around the world. Yeah. And we kind of made that part of our mission to try to find them along the way. So um, we did get to meet um, uh, Grandmother Julieta in Mexico and Grandmother Clara in Brazil and then this grandmother named Amabombo in Nepal. So that was a, a fun <laughs> part of it <laughs> to just connect with these really wise women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah. What an adventure. Now, what did you learn from all that that you could take back and put into, because you're right now, your profession right now is helping women all over the world through coaching. So mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about your coaching, which is called Heart Path. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. So, so as you said, I help women get the, the clarity and the courage to do what they love. So to follow the path in their heart. And I do that with one-on-one -on -one coaching and group coaching and group programs. But the, the first step of it is really connecting with the heart. So uh -huh. supporting women to um, drop into the heart, breathe into the heart, feel the love in the heart, just connect to that for like two minutes every day. It's such a powerful practice. And then from that space, you can really access your intuition, your clarity. And so that's a, that's just something I, I highly recommend to do every day. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that and mm -hmm. were you going to ask a question? Well, yes, because, you know, we think we in America are the only ones that ever have this transition. Mm. You know, we're faced with all the busy world, all this, 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 and we don't think that women all over the world can have the same frustration that we have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I do, I do love that about working with women around the world. I actually was just talking with a woman from Sudan the other day who is trying to build up the courage to do what she wants to do. You know, she's trained mm -hmm. as a pharmacist and, and she wants to be like do humanitarian work, but um, absolutely. That's one of the most fascinating things I have clients in Kenya and South Africa and Brazil, Costa Rica, 
you know, yeah. Spain, London. It's just great. And yeah, we are so similar. I mean, so many women are going through these transitions. Absolutely. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. need some support to get to the other side sometimes. Right. Well, you know, when COVID first struck here, I thought it was so interesting. It, it shrunk the world for me, mm-hmm. you know, to, for me to, to, in, to envision that I am having the same fear, frustration, questions that the lady in China is having it. I mean, it was just so powerful, so big, and yet it made the world seem like it had shriveled into a raisin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we were all having the same fears and doubts and questions and family worries and just our isolation and changing our routine. It just seemed huge to me, and yet at the same time, it simplified it. Yeah, and that's such a beautiful perspective, Joyce, because, you know, in some ways it separated the world because we can't travel, but that's just a beautiful way of looking at it because we're all going through the exact same thing together as a world community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, even as frustrating as COVID has been for so many different situations in the United States and all over the world, there's really some valuable information that we can get through a a disease like COVID that causes us to stop and slow down Mm. and start looking at our life Mm -hmm. and being with our families. Um, Some stressful situations can come up from that, you know, when you're actually locked in a room, which maybe you don't like that other person as much. But even that, there's knowledge in that, you know. So it was, uh, I just am still kind of surprised by the, I I know that I, I cautiously use the good side of COVID or the knowledgeable side of COVID because I know there's lots of sorrow and sadness that's uh, transpired with COVID. But um, anyway, I just... Yeah, I mean, the one nice aspect of it is is people have had, don't have that commute time and and do have the, the time to to spend on themselves, right? Connecting to themselves. And like you said, doing, doing the things they love and just choosing to take action on those things. Yeah. So can you tell us what most women that you work with are concerned with? Is there more than anything else, a more common theme that they're, they're expressing to you? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of women are coming to me not really knowing what they want to do, and mm-hmm. others are coming already knowing, but just needing to, to develop the courage to do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll give you an example of a client in in London. She she was struggling because she was an empty nester times three. Yes. So she had triplets who had all left. Oh. At the same time, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it was a big, a big shocker, and yeah. um, you know she was in her early fifties, and and she came to me not really knowing what she wanted to do next, yes. and um, it's interesting because she'd already done her yoga teacher training, mm-hmm. but it was such a scary idea to her 
to actually teach that she hadn't even admitted to herself that that's what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so we really did some of that work of dropping into her heart and, mm-hmm. and she just got clear. Yeah, she did want to be a yoga teacher. And then, you know, the work I do is very body based. So we work with the resistance in the body that holds us back from, from getting what we want. And so I helped her integrate the, the parts of her that were afraid of standing up and teaching and, and t- being in that role. But yeah, it was just beautiful. By the end, she was, she was teaching yoga to her friends and then, and now she's teaching online yoga during COVID. So oh, that's, cool. that's kind of typical. Someone who's, yeah. yeah. So when you go into your heart, do you, um, address by going into your heart, do you address the mind repetitive statements that always keep you stuck? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely ways to address that for sure. And I, what I'll support people to do is is tap into a different voice, you know, mm-hmm. a, a different voice that uh, supports you in choosing something different. Because, um, of course, we all have that, that inner voice that holds us back. But we also do right. have an, an inner powerful part that, that can play the opposite role. Yes. Well, sometimes – now, do you help your clients with uh, – uh, I want to say practices? Or is it all this, just with the exercise of dropping into the heart? And how would you do that? So so I support them with a lot of different practices. We do, Mm -hmm. you know, visualizations, meditations, Mm -hmm. breath work, other things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but just kind of the one practice I encourage everyone to do daily is a two minute practice of dropping into the, the heart and just connecting to a memory of love and, and breathing into that. And it's scientifically proven that doing that actually supports you in developing, clarity, intuition, emotional balance. It's just a wonderful practice to do every day. Right. So when we come back, I'd like for you to talk a little bit more. You know, dropping into the heart kind of goes, okay, how would that be? What are the steps? Sure. <laughs> you know, for somebody that hasn't done that work, yeah. and uh, it can be sort of overwhelming or even uh, they can't imagine what that action would be. And so I think it would be interesting to share with the listener out there that would like to know more information about, well, what is that? How do you do that? You know? Yeah, great. So, are you willing? <laughs> Yay? Well, yeah. <laughs> we are going to go for a short break here. And when we come back, we have this explanation of heart uh, dropping into the heart, um, the importance of the heart and its connection to our bodies. Um, I love that, uh, Julie is using the heart because I think sometimes we overlook the importance of really connecting with our heart. So as we'll take this short break, I'm looking forward to this exercise when we come back. So, Come back shortly.
Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. It's We have a book titled The Art of Doing Nothing by Veronica Vienne in our guest room by the bed. I'm telling you, this book is an impossible challenge. In the state of Maine, it's said that someone who bottoms chairs for a living is lazy, presumably because one's bottom is perpetually in the chair. To sozzle means to laze around or perform a task in a sloppy way. The word is mainly found in New England. A quote from 1848 describes the term as used by housekeepers in certain parts of Connecticut to refer to a lazy person. Other words for lazy people are abbey lovers, scabberlatchers, and slaughter pooches. To me, the ultimate love lolly is someone who is too lazy to even fake like they're working. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. We are talking with Julie Wood. Julie is a heart path coach and works with individuals and groups. But uh, before the hour, we asked if she'd do a little example of connecting with your heart. So when would a woman, uh, Julie, mm-hmm. uh, need to drop into her heart? What are some of the signs that she's, this is a good time to go to your heart? Yeah. So, I mean, it's wonderful to drop into your heart as a daily practice. Mm-hmm. And it's especially helpful just at times when you're feeling stressed out, burned out. So if you're just noticing sort of a higher level of anxiety or irritation, anything like that, it's, it's a beautiful practice to, to just pause for two minutes and shift your energy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, do you visualize like just going to your heart? Or... Yeah. So, so would, would you like me just to walk you through it in two I minutes? I love it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can just close your eyes and listeners, if you're driving, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Pull <And>, over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just start to deepen your breath. Just let your breath get a little deeper, a little slower. And notice your heartbeat. Start connecting to your heart. And then you start to breathe in and out of your heart 
which you can't really do, but just imagine that you can. And while you're connected to your heart, bring to mind a memory of love. So for me, I love to remember when my nephew was three and he ran into my arms. Mm -hmm. So it can be anything simple like that, either love or gratitude. And you just breathe with that. And first of all, right there, that feels so, so good. And then after you've breathed with that for a bit, then you, if you're seeking clarity, then you ask your heart a question. And you might feel expansion as a yes or contraction as a no. Or you might hear something, a word or a phrase, you might see something. And, you know, you might not get anything at all in the beginning, which is right. totally okay because it's a process of developing a relationship with your heart and eventually you will get the answers. So that's, I mean, I have a longer, a longer version mm -hmm. where, but that's the, you know, two minute version. I mean, everyone has yeah. two minutes that you can do in a day. And, and it's just where we live in a culture that doesn't encourage us to be heart centered. It encourages us to come from the brain. And so, yes. um, it's, and how do the two connect the brain and the heart? Yeah. Is you know, there... well, Go ahead. I, I don't know all the science around it, but there is right. an amazing organization called Heart Math, mm -hmm. um, and they've done all the science on this that shows that um, in developing this, what they call coherence, so even doing this kind of process, it actually does influence the brain. It influences it through the nervous system, through the hormonal system, energetically. You actually think a lot more clearly after you've done an exercise like this. Wow. Yeah, it's incredible. So when you say ask a question, does it have to be what's the most important thing for me to do today or should I get a divorce or what is the, the gravity of the question? I, I think it really can be anything. Um, you know, sometimes we're, you know, I remember when I was starting to travel and, and someone in my, my family accused me of, of, of being selfish and, you know, why wasn't I coming home for the holidays? And I was oh. really torn because on the one hand, I love my family and I would love to be with them. And on the other hand, I really wanted to keep going. And I knew that's what my partner wanted to do. And, you know, that was a case of really pausing just to check into my heart and, and asking, do, do I want to keep traveling? Do I want to go home for the holidays? So I, I find that, you know, like, a more of a yes, no question mm -hmm, can help, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly you can ask the bigger questions and just see what comes. Right. Yeah. And, and do we call that intuition or, or what do we really call that answer that we get, that we get from inside? <laughs> I'll get there in a minute. Yeah. I think that is intuition. It's the mm -hmm. wisdom in your heart. I mean, there's so much wisdom there and, yeah. and, and we aren't trained to work with that, but it's there. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Somehow it gets lost in our growth. I think, you know, yeah. we try to fit in, as you said, mm -hmm. um, try to fit into our family. The clarity that we get from connecting to our heart. Um, when we were visiting you, you mentioned a journaling process. 
Yeah, yeah. So this is um, a wonderful process to do for 30 days. I call it joy journaling. Um, but it's just to notice at the end of your day everything that you did that, that brought you joy. So that can be something really simple, like connecting with a friend on the phone. It can be, it really can be anything. And for those of us who are so used to doing what everyone else expects us to do and who yeah. are really disconnected from ourselves, it's a uh -huh. wonderful way just to, to, to journal, you know, for a couple minutes each day. Yeah. See yeah. what we're, we're really doing, like what we really loved. And then at the end of 30 days, you kind of have a, a path toward what it is that you love. I mean, one thing for yeah. me I connected with is how much I love being in spaces of sisterhood and, and, and working in those spaces. And, and, you know, once I connected to that, you know, I look back in like high school, I mm -hmm. was, uh, I was never an amazing athlete. I was very average, but I was captain of the field hockey team because I loved creating that space of sisterhood. I love cheering other women on. And so, you know, it's funny, once you start connecting to these things, you, you can look back across your life and see, and see the patterns and see your talents and gifts and how they were there all along. But sometimes we don't recognize them. Yeah. So that yeah. journaling process can help. Yeah. Now there's something that I found when I first started uh, meditating or quite trying to quiet my brain. Uh, was that I resisted it so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, my mind would go crazy, and I, I was like, I'm not getting anywhere. So do you have something to help that person such as myself that in the beginning had so much frustration? And so, I, you know, I'd remodel the room before yeah. I could quiet my brain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's when, that's when having a guided meditation is so helpful because there's someone's voice guiding you in your ear and then your mind is a little bit less likely to go wandering and your body's less like to get up and go, you know, redecorate. So, yeah. um, yeah, so I have a, I have a recording of the, this, you know, heart path meditation that I offer for you know people on the website, which anyone can, any of your listeners can go and download that. And that's actually a longer version. It's about nine minutes long. Ah. Really, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. it's focusing on your voice that keeps us connected and keeps us from wandering. Is that, is that how that works? Or Yeah, because when you're listening to someone's guidance, you're a little uh -huh. bit less likely to, <laughs> right. to follow the parts of you that doesn't want to be sitting, you know, and your mind is less likely to wander. Yeah. But that's also why they do it for two minutes. I mean, most, most of us can, can get ourselves to sit down for two minutes. Yeah. But you would start with the guided first if they're fairly new to the practice of meditation. Uh, and then we get independent. Exactly. And do our yeah. own thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'd yeah. recommend. Yeah. Yeah, start with the guided meditation. And, and then when you feel like you're comfortable with it and have... Um, kind of master the process and go ahead and do it on your own. Yeah. So how do you do this? Is it in the morning? It's the first thing you do. How do you manage it into your schedule? Yeah, right. That's always such a challenge for so many people. Mm -hmm. um, I find for me, I, I love to do it first thing in the morning, but really like something 
like this, you can do at any point in your day. You just have to, I mean, sometimes it helps just to schedule it in, you know, put an alarm on your phone that says, you know, heart meditation or something. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's always a, a challenge for, for a lot of us as women to create the space for ourselves to do these things. So, yeah, but a well, uh, a good practice to get into because of all the benefits. What if you, you're a pretty independent woman, it sounds like. Um, (laughs) What have you found to be the most rewarding for you doing the heart work? Mm, Wow. I mean, it was, (laughs) yeah, I just think it's doing this work. I mean, I, I just, I love supporting other women in connecting to their truth and connecting to their voices. And um, so for me, I think being on this, this heart path has led me to, to this work of coaching. Mm -hmm. And I, and I also do a, um, I do a, a public speaking group with women that meets. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. So fabulous because it's a sisterhood circle. So it's speaking in a space of sisterhood and celebration to support women in rewiring their nervous systems around speaking and in getting clear on their message. So, um, yeah, I just find over and over again how many of us have a hard time using our voices as women. So now you've offered for my audience a, uh, the heart, heart, uh, meditation. Is that mm-hmm. what you're calling it? Yeah. Um, so where do they go to find you on the web? Oh, so I'm at juliekwood.com. Mm-hmm. And on my website, yeah, you can find in free resources, you can find that meditation to download with instructions. Uh, and then you can also find information on coaching and on my, um, speaking circle. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's easy from there just to send me an email. If you have any questions or schedule a call, if you want to talk about any of it further. Yeah. Now can, are you doing your speaking circle over the internet as well? Yeah. Yeah. And I have a, you know, I have a Russian woman and I have a South African woman. So that's (laughs) one of those, you know, the benefits of, kind of the the silver lining of COVID is that these things have to be online. And so Uh we are able to have women from all over join. Yeah. What a fun group. Yeah. You know, I love just talking to somebody from another country and just their expression. And um, (laughs) it's just so much fun to listen to. And particularly the Aussies. I have a a friend that's an Australian and, um, so anyway, just the way they use their words, it's always something there to laugh about. Totally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Aussies so, are so close to Texans, I think. But uh, some of their words are not. I, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm really curious when you first start working with someone and of course the first step, if somebody is interested in exploring their new them, I'm going to say their freedom um, of creating their new, 
is it creating their new selves or how would you say it, Julie? They're wow, I'd say connecting to their their true selves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's inside them. And so it's more like waking it up. Yeah. Um so where would they start? Through the conversation with you or by taking a course? Mm, so I will be offering a course uh, in January, and there'll be more information about that on my website. So that that's a great place to start, uh, joining this circle. So this is a month-to-month circle. So as long as there's there's openings, you know, well, women are welcome to join. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they can do the, the coaching. And... Yeah, and the oh, so the circle is just sharing. No, the circle it actually has a whole curriculum around oh. um, working on the message you want to share in the world, and a bunch of practices to to speak to speak from the wisdom of your body, you okay, know, and to get comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, about how large are your groups when you do one? Well, I, I'd like to keep them to. The speaking group is is ten or less because every mm-hmm. woman gets to speak in every circle, um, and then my group courses also. I prefer a bit of a more intimate space, and especially when it's online. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. Where do they go? They go to your website to sign up, but where is that? Is it held through Zoom or on Facebook or? Yeah, everything, or, everything is everything is through Zoom. <laughs> everything is through Zoom. Yeah, I know. Who knew? Who knew? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you have a you also have a Facebook group, don't you? I don't. No, I don't have a Facebook group. Mm-mm. Oh. <laughs> but we so, can go to Facebook and find you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Julie K. Wood. Julie K. Wood. Yeah. I have to use yeah. the K. There's lots of Julie Woods in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in those groups, we do the work around the heart. And I also do work, as you'd said, on supporting women to take action, right? So doing what we love and and choosing to, to listen to that voice in the heart because that's how you build that muscle of courage. Right. And then, and then we also work with, like, I do a lot of body-based work to support women to work with the unconscious blocks that might be getting in the way mm. that, you know, we don't even know about. Like we, we all develop these parts of us as children that help us fit in right mm-hmm. to our families and, and get all the, the love and safety and belonging that we need. But, you know, they, they can run our lives. They, they can be those parts that keep us from speaking up and putting ourselves first. And so, I do work with women to kind of get to know those parts and befriend those parts and accept those parts and then choose something different. When they accept the parts, is that when they're able to move on or is, what is the process? What do you call that process where you you go back and touch those Ooh. really life-changing experiences that send you a message? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what what I'll often do is have a woman envision living this life of her dreams. So she she experiences it, you know, with her five senses and her vision space, and then will scan her body and her mind inside for any fear or resistance. And that very often shows up as like a contraction in the throat or the heart or the abdomen or whatever. Yes. And, and then, you know, we actually talk with it and get to know it and see what it needs. And very, very often we learn that that, that piece is just a, a protector. 
that that's there. But, you know, it's just in becoming familiar with it. And, you know, in, instead of pushing it away, when mm -hmm. we, when we accept it, then it stops controlling us. And then it stops popping up when we least want it to pop up. And, right. you know, we can choose something else because we all have a, a really powerful part of us. You know, and some of us call it, you know, I, I invite women to name it. So, you mm -hmm. know, the, the inner goddess or, mm -hmm. you know, the inner queen or, or whatever. And, and we can choose to, to come from that place. Right. Um, and that's, well, would you say that's probably one of the major things we have to confront when we're trying to do something different? Or bigger is these internal blocks yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. because I, I really feel like if, if we didn't have those blocks we'd already have everything we wanted in our lives and 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 that's part of the part of the process yeah. just right. from like, you know we all call it the inner child the inner critic there those parts are there for everybody yeah and so yeah, yeah it's in working with those yeah we just want to be loved when we're little and so we just do whatever we can yeah, exactly. And so, you know, we also get to have so much compassion for ourselves because, you know, we're all doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What has been the most exciting thing about the path that you've chosen? Oh, man. I, you know, it's just waking up every day feeling good about what I'm doing and excited for the day. And uh, it's just... It's just such a contrast to how life was when I was working in advertising and, you know, I'd hit a hurdle and just feel like, oh, who cares? Whereas mm -hmm. here when I hit a hurdle, you know, it's like, it's okay. I can get through this because I, I, there's, I, there's so much joy. I mean, I'll be 50 in a month and, and it's, you know, halfway through life here, having discovered really having a sense of purpose just really lights me up and turns me on. So that's exciting. And then getting to support other women in, you know, the exact same thing is just amazing. I'm so, so grateful. Mm -hmm. So it's um, changing lives, I would think would be yeah. just, you know, it's yeah. just got to be so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, with women all over the world, you know, it's, it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah. When, you know, how we get to support each other. Do you, and for the future, what do you, do you have any plans of doing a live event, doing a retreat or how would you, how do you see you growing your company? Yeah. Yeah, so I was supposed to be leading a retreat in August uh, down in Peru, but unfortunately we canceled it because of COVID. So I exactly, that's exactly what I'd love to do, Joyce. I would love to, <laughs> to do women's retreats and, um, you know, either down in Peru or Brazil or um, here in Taos or maybe your favorite place, Santa Fe. Uh, this yes. Is, yeah. Yes. So that's a big one. But, you know, I've kind of, I just keep learning that, Oh, you know, I'm just open to surprises because mm -hmm. <laughs> really where were you know. going? I'm curious because I love Peru. Where were you going in Peru? Oh, well, this retreat was going to be um, on the Pacific coast outside of Lima, actually. Oh, uh, most, okay. Most retreats tend to be near Machu Picchu, right? But this one, right. this one wasn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What, 
fun. I definitely see you doing international stuff because you're so comfortable in doing it. I think yeah. it, yeah, yeah there's, you, mm. you there's can lend so much. Mm. Sorry. I know it's just really fun to tap into the, the energy of these different places and to, you know, have these different perspectives in the space, but yeah, places like Delphi, Greece, and there's, there's some amazing, <laughs> amazing spots around the world. So when you were picking, when you pick a place, mm. do you pick them for what's the criteria you use for picking a place to hold a retreat? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's always, of course, like practical considerations, like, yeah. Is it easy enough for people to get there? Right. Sure. But then yeah. a place where people can really just mm, drop into themselves and have peace and just usually a connection with nature as well, but a place where one is able to just drop into the heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But there's also like these certain special places in the world, right? Like Santa yeah. Fe or Taos or, or I don't know. I mean, Peru, right? Like where yeah. they're just, um, they feel a little bit different than the rest of the world. And right. Yeah. I, um, I think of when I'm comparing Taos and Santa Fe, I think of Taos being an awesome retreat center. Mm -hmm. Santa Fe is too, but you'd have to let them go shop. <laughs> yeah, there's not it much. It might time. break the growth mood. <laughs> yeah, here in Taos, yeah, you're right at the base of the Rocky Mountains. So mm -hmm. the views are just stunning. There's nature all around. And um, yeah, but we don't, we have to go down to Santa Fe to really get the good shopping. <laughs> yes, yes. I've heard of other coaches in this business that always like to go to Santa Fe because the women do like to do the shopping. And, and uh, so anyway, there are, that is a popular place to choose. But you have the inside line on Taos. That's so right. With it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, who knows? One day maybe I'll get to have my own retreat center. That would be pretty awesome. <gasps> oh, yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, surrounded by the tarantulas and the rattlesnakes, I think. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, I'm happy with the hummingbirds and the quails and even the coyotes. But I back off on the rattlesnakes and the tarantulas. Awesome. Anyway. Julie, it has been such a pleasure having you on Second Wind. Uh, you are you're you really epitomize the woman that I visualized when I created Second Wind to share what a change in your life can make to create a life that you really want to live and what you were intended to live. You know, yeah. so I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today and uh, just being here. Oh, well, thank you so much, Joyce. I really just appreciate you holding this space for so many women to embrace these transitions. They aren't they aren't always easy, but they they end up being, you know, pivotal points in our lives. So so thank you so much for the invitation and yeah. for this space. Yes. And before we go, let just tell them one more time where to go find you. Oh, my website is juliekwood.com. You okay. can find, yeah. Find all the information about Julie when she's going to be doing her next course. And also leave her a message if you're more interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching.
So, okay. So we are closing the hour, as you know, and I um, appreciate that you stopped by today. I want you to walk away with value, and I hope you did. Now, I also want to challenge you with the take action. I want you to think about how you will feel once you've taken an action on something you've been putting off for a long time. Simple, simple, simple. Just think of it or do it, go connect with your heart, as Julie would say. Do the practice that she shared with us or go to her website and do the practice there. Then drop into the action and then go do it. That's the big, biggest step right there. So anyway, I appreciate that you were here today, and I look forward to seeing you here next week. Thanks for being here. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.